The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. And we are back here on Analyze This. And it's uh, a beautiful day. Like I said, thank you very much, Attorney Duane. And I'm just reading some more about the, the Bank Ben Freed uh, matter there. That's, wow. You read that, you just ask yourself how people look at itself uh, in these uh, thing here, this type of thing, yeah, like we just said locally. Anyway, uh, right now we're we're joined by um, Dr. Darren K. G. Ambrose, a psychologist on the island of Saint Thomas. And uh, good morning, Dr. Ambrose. How are you? Good morning, Mister Neville James. I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, glad to have you on. Uh, how's Saint Thomas? It's very warm. Um, I always hear you saying it's a beautiful day, and it is a beautiful day, but it's quite quite warm for me. Oh, really? Because over here, over here, this morning, um, about an hour and a half ago, it was low 70s over here. That was nice and cool. So what's going on over there? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the sun is eating harder. <laughs> and, and no, 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 no. It got different sun in St. Thomas for Joe. Seriously. <laughs> Good. I think so. Yeah, so tell us tell us about yourself. Um, now this, I guess this is the first time you and I are talking. Um uh, introduce yourself to the audience. Tell them about yourself. Sure. Good morning, everyone. My name is Dr. Ambrose. I'm a psychologist here on island. I used to live in St. Thomas some years ago, and then I moved to the States, my family and myself. And um, I completed my studies, and we returned just this summer. Um, I have experience in the area of clinical psychology, counseling psychology, forensic psychology as well. Um, I'm passionate about human behavior and experience and all that comes with psychologists in general. Um, I love, outside of psychology, my other passion is music. And I'm also passionate about food. Um, does that do it or you need some more? No, 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 we're good, we're good. I'm going to pepper you with questions. So <laughs> so, so you, you're going to enjoy yourself. Uh, where are you from originally? I'm originally from the island of Dominica. Um, and then I moved to the U.S. Virgin Islands in Thomas, and then I've lived in um, various states in the United States before coming back here. Um, Dominica. Um, yeah. Or part of Dominica. Dodan, Portsmouth, Roseau, St. <laughs> Catherine. Your, yeah. your, your knowledge is, is, is quite <laughs> impressive. I, 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 I'm, a, I'm a geography buff. So any, anytime yeah, somebody mentions an island, I like to ask some questions. So. Um, yeah, and my good friend Lewis Hill, um, who I serve with in the legislature, he's from Grand Bay. So, uh, oh yes. yeah, he's, he's a, he's, and, 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 and the Caribbean Reservation. Yeah, he's my wife's uncle. Oh wow! Small world. Huh? Wow, you joking? Wow, yes. wow! Yes, I remember camping in when I was a UVI student for him, and his family lives here. Yeah. Yeah, that's my guy, man. That's my guy. So, uh, you know, so. But you from Roseau? I'm from, well, Newtown. It's considered geographically a part of Roseau. It's actually a street in Roseau. The street is called Victoria Street. Mm -hmm. Otherwise known as Newtown. All the folks call it um, Charlottesville. Every, um, every, every island got a Newtown, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> here on St. Croix. Here on St. Croix, down in Fredericksted, we have an area called Smithfield. Right, which is which is like you know, um, it is not in Fredericksburg itself, but it's it's next to Fredericksburg. They don't call it Newton. So, oh, wow. uh, so so it's similar. It's similar. It's similar to uh, 
to your situation there. It's like a sub it's like a sub a suburban name for an area next to the main town. Yeah, Jack. New town. Right? Interesting. Yeah. Now, um, where'd you study at? Um, so I attended Dominica State College and then I moved to the US Virgin Islands. I went to UVI mm-hmm. and let me just put it out there, I think that's one of the best institutions to ever exist in all those that I've attended. UVI no, no, was no, no, no. phenomenal. Phenomenal. And then I moved to um, Nashville, Tennessee, where I went to Fisk University and HBCU. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. A lot, a lot of great Virgin Islanders went to Fisk. Yeah, man. Yeah, well, yeah. Yes, I encountered quite a few. And yeah. then right next door, I moved. I went to Tennessee State University. That's where I get my. I got my doctorate. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Congratulations, Tennessee State. Tennessee State. Another. I think Oprah didn't go to Tennessee State. Oprah Winfrey. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Did. yeah. Did. You're right. Yeah. Did. As a matter of fact, um, there's a there's a musician in St. Thomas who plays the keyboards. Lewis, his first name is Lewis. I forget his last name, but he's a master pianist. He went to Tennessee State while Oprah was there. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I when I when I was when I was younger, I used to be a, a Dallas Cowboys fan, and one of the the great Dallas Cowboy players was a, was a, a a defensive player, and his nickname was Too Tall because he was like six foot nine playing football. So his name was Ed Too Tall Jones. So when I asked Lewis, I'm gonna get his last name. So somebody gonna text it to me. Tell me about it. The, the the jazz the jazz man from Saint Thomas. Somebody text his name to me. But his first name is Lewis. I said you you went to school with Too Tall. He said yeah, I've been there with Too Tall. So, uh, <laughs> so the, I've always found that nickname to be one of the coolest nicknames. Ed Too Tall Jones. So you you went to Tennessee State. That's awesome, man. And and Fisk and UVI. You, you went to some of the great great universities. Um, Doctor Ambrose, great. You you have no you have no excuse but to be a productive and positive member of the community. You know none. Okay, that that's good. So you come back home, um, you get your doctorate in psychology. Correct. And, I got and, my, go ahead. Yes. In, no, go ahead. In, Sorry, I apologize. In um, clinical psychology, I did my um, doctorate in counseling psychology, and I did a uh, my doctoral internship was a combination of a clinical and forensic program. Mm-hmm. And then my postdoc was um, a combination of clinical and forensic as well. Okay, that's awesome. That's awesome. Louis Taylor is the name. Okay, oh, Louis Taylor. So, so, so when you when you finish talking to me, right? Get one of your people to reach out to Louis Taylor because you and him went to the same. Uh, you matriculated at the same university, and he's a great musician, uh, by the way. So, you, uh, alumnus, mm-hmm. uh, 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 you, you're an alumnus. He's an alumnus. Both of you are alumni. You guys should be talking, mm-hmm. right? Now. You come. You came back home this year, you say? This year, just this past summer, July, to be exact. Okay, and what jumped out at you um, as it relates to what you're seeing and and what you studied um, as it relates to behavior here in the Virgin Islands? Uh, is it the same as it was when you were going to UVI, or are you seeing? Uh, because now that you got a doctorate, you you probably have you probably you you you, you should be trained to identify things a little bit more astutely um what 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 are you seeing with respect to our behavior here in the territory that's a really good question i will tell that to be honest i think one of the first thing that surprised me a bit 
I think is the customer service. There seem to be a little less smiles. Now, I'm mindful that I'm coming back post the hurricane, the two hurricanes that they had in 2017. And COVID. So that could have affected, you know, psychological being for, for mm-hmm. people. And, but I noticed there were a lot less smiling. The, the experience of customer service was not as bright and maybe welcoming as I remember it when I left in around 2011. Um, there seemed to be a greater level of irritability in folks, you know, some annoyance, people seemed upset, angry, um, just not as smiling. But I think once you, once I returned and started making, you know, more contact with people and interacting more with people, then they opened up and warmed and warmed up. But I think that initial first start of defensiveness um, just existed and it, it's still kind of present. You know, um, and don't forget, you know, we're still on the back end of what we're hoping is the back end of a pandemic, right? With, with, with COVID nineteen, so so that impacted us uh, as a people as well. But basically, you know, what you're talking about is um, the economy. The economy is not what it was when you left in 2011, Doc. Good point. You know, and and mm-hmm. on the Saint Croix side, the refinery closed right after you left. It closed in in in, in early 2012. And even though the refineries on St. Croix impacts the Virgin Islands. So uh, couple that with uh, the hurricanes. Um, six years later, um, September 2017. Um, isn't that natural, though, for the most part? Because people, and of course, you know, we're, we're, we're impacted with the cost of living because of our energy crisis. Isn't it natural for people to, 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 to react um, and, and not be as joyful as we were because... In some instances, we don't know where the next meal might be coming from. That, that, that's, mm-hmm. that's a hard, that's a harsh way to say it, but and I think that's the best way to say it. And then we can modify, you know, that that take uh, going forward. Sure thing. I, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, the, the COVID pandemic surely added to um, the human experience, and you know, maybe have brought it down a little bit. Um, and you're you're right, even about the economy. I mean, that's not my field, but um, everybody knows how the economy can have an impact on, on citizens and the way they feel, the way they interact, the way they socialize with people. Um, and I'm sure these, these factors continue to play a part in, in bringing down the mood, as we say in psychology, of, of, of people. Now, now, given that you've recognized this, how do we preempt this manifesting itself to the point where um, it... it you know, it, it, could cause, it could set us back um, for much longer than, than we wanted to, than we needed to. And not only that, um, we don't want our children growing up uh, in a society where people aren't as pleasant as they could be. Uh, that's a concern. We don't want our children to be like that. We want them to think positive and, and open their mind and, like I like to say, you know, have a scope that is broad and, and, and receptive to things and not... Because when, when you're not happy, then you're not as receptive to things as you would be when you are happy. True. Very, very true. And I think you raise a very important point. I mean, how do we, how do we go back to that bright, welcoming spirit? How do we go back to smiling again? And uh, I think we're in a better position right now looking at, you mentioned every day on your show. And by the way, I listen to your show almost every day too since I've come back. I'm an avid listener of NPR. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. And NPR, NPR is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Without a doubt, yeah. 
Yeah. And the local station here is awesome too. And I know sometimes you call the COVID numbers even this morning. And I mean, it's more promising than we were two years ago. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And I'm not, I'm not going to allow us, well, let me put it this way, on this platform to, to act like everything's okay and we're back to normal. We need that. Right. We need that reminder, that daily reminder, to stay to to to, to keep a, keep an eye on the details because things could turn in a heartbeat. And I think it's important that we stay on top of things like that. Very, very true. Very mm-hmm. true. Yeah. Now, and I think yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. Cool. I was just going to re- um, recycle back to your 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 question. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things I'm still of the belief of the each one teach one philosophy. I think. It works well with adults teaching kids. Um, if we are concerned about the next generation, I think we should, you know, tell our kids, you know, to smile a bit more, raise the kids to have manners, all the, the what people call the old school etiquette, bring it back, you know, into society, um, have kids say thank you, you're welcome, um, greet people, give respectful compliments to the people that you see. Um, I think that can do a little boost for our spirit. You know, you you just touch on something there, that um, that that really is a tenet of small communities. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? L- little things like that, that, uh, that 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 we take for granted, really um, impact the big picture, Doc. You know, thing. You, know, thing. you said old-fashioned etiquette. I like, I like, that. <laughs> I, I, I like that terminology. That no, I'm serious because you know, you know, um, in the islands we just ain't raised up like how they live on the mainland. You know what I'm saying? People walk past each other street every day on the mainland. Down here we don't do that. You know what I'm saying? And and and, and it is things like that that I I I think that we 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 have to embrace. You know, we just not just do it, but embrace it. I think, and and I think there's a distinction there, right? Um, sure thing. You know, when when you embrace something, that means that you're going out of your way to let it to let them know that's why you're doing, and I'm not letting go of 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 mm-hmm. that custom. And I think, you know, it's all a mental, it's all mental, uh, ultimately, and uh, we, we we need to to think a little bit more and be a little bit more consistent and and not just. Uh, react, but act and uh, acting and reacting, and uh, I, 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 I can't speak in, enough about that. Um, so, so, so you're back home now um, since the summer, um, but uh, your prospects, you, you, we're gonna be okay, you know. You know, you, you are eternal yeah, optimist because yeah. I am. I hope you are. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes, I, I think it will. It, it, it will. I, I straddle the line between optimism and realism. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hopeful, but I'm still. You know, I'm aware of, of how society um, works and the impacts that negative experiences, be they natural or be they, you know, human-driven, how that impacts us and our functioning. Without, without a doubt. What are we going to do? We're going to take a break and we're going we gonna to break down this word cognitive, right? Because <laughs> it was not because two years ago, it was abuse during the election, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. When, when they were questioning... Um, um, then um, former Vice President Biden's age, right? And and it was used as a weapon. And I want us to talk about that because I, I thought that was a bad taste for a number of different reasons. I will break that down when we come back. We got uh, Dr. Um, Karen Ambrose joining us here uh, and analyze this, uh, psychologist on St. Thomas. Back home, where he belong. 
We'll take a break. We'll be back right after this. I'm Amy Goodman, host of Democracy Now! Democracy Now! features ideas and voices from some of the best minds of this generation and previous ones, including activists, muckrakers, visionaries, artists, risk takers, academics, and just folks, as in the most just folks who share a commitment to truth, democracy, justice, diversity, equality, and peace. Catch Democracy Now! at his new time, weekdays at 10 a.m. here on WTJX FM 93.1. It's that time of the year when it's nice to connect with each other. WTJX has been here for you all year round, but we need your support. Show your gratitude for WTJX and give today by calling 844-737-9842 or by heading to WTJX.org forward slash donate. Thank you from WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. If you graduated from high school in the U.S. Virgin Islands, don't be stuck with college debt. Create your future for free with Free Tuition Plus at UVI. With Free Tuition Plus, your tuition is covered. Plus, you can use additional financial aid to pay for room and board and other expenses. At the University of the Virgin Islands, you'll receive a world-class education with opportunities to study abroad and gain hands-on experience. Choose from 99 majors, minors, and certificates on campus and online. Visit www.uvi.edu and apply today. Listening to the wings of a monarch butterfly. What a magical thought. They arrive here on the Day of the Dead, which we celebrate here in Mexico. And a lot of the indigenous people believe that it's the souls of their ancestors that are returning. You know? And it's very spiritual. That's On Point with me, Meghna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. And we are back here on Analyze This, and we've got uh, Dr. Ambrose, a psychologist, uh, joining us here on the show. Good morning once again, Doc. Good morning again, Okay, okay good. Now, um, and my audience already got me, um, <clears throat> let me know some different things and asked me some questions to ask, so we're going to get to that. But I want to, to get this topic out of the way. Um, the political arena is what it is. Um, and you, you know, if you're on one side, uh, you're looking at the liabilities and the weaknesses on the other side because you want your side to win, right? But we, we need to be careful that when we start, you know, attacking our elderly population about, you know, their, you know, abilities, their physical abilities and, and, and all that. You know, I, I'm 58 and I, I don't remember things as sharply as I did when I was 38 or when I was 48. That's just a reality, yeah. right? And um, we got this thing here in the in the region where be careful about talking about talking about negative talking negatively about people and about their personality and their disposition because that same thing could come back and haunt you, right? Um, what's what's your take on how 
we, we, we don't seem to have the level of sensitivity as a people that we once did. Um, in particular, when, we, when we're talking about uh, our elderly population who, you know, basically, you know, provided for all of us and allowing us now to be in a position we, where we are the ones who are now the decision makers and, and laying the groundwork for the, for the generations to come after us. Hmm. Very interesting question. I think some of that can be traced to a shift in the way we have been socialized and the ways in which we we choose to interact. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I remember growing up um, listening to stories from old people. There weren't such a large in advancement of cell phone technology and um, all this screen time that people are engaging in in today's age. We would sit down, we would speak with the old folks. I had the opportunity to visit, you know, the elderly in, in um, homes for the aged, as they were called back home. And I learned quite a bit. Um, I was in highly encouraged by my family members, by my school that I attended at the time, to engage with the, the, the elderly, because that is how you learn and that's how you, you, know, you build experience outside of formal settings. What I'm seeing in today's age, we're all into this screen time. We're, we're very much focused on screens. I mean, the cell phone has become the latest babysitter on, on, in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, children watch their iPads and they're very, they're, they use it intellectually beyond the level that you know, I, would even, I would even imagine back then. Um, and that decreases, in my opinion, that decreases the amount of time that we spend with people and in your case, as you mentioned, with the elderly, where they can pass on these traditional stories that we can learn from. And if you interact less with people, um, it, it is not a stretch of the imagination to suppose that the level of respect for the people that you interact less will not be as high as you would imagine. So I think that shift in socialization is one of the things that could, that could explain that. No, that's that, that, that's that's a very, very good point. And then, um, social media, right? Yeah. Um, yes. Where we're, we're more interested in, we spend more time talking to total strangers than we do our own. <laughs> very true. <laughs> that, no, that's a that's a very good point. V- very good uh, point. Uh, you bring up, you bring up there now. Um, what can we? What what would you suggest that we do? Um to continue to include our elderly population into the fold so that they don't feel isolated and before you know it, um, problems that we could have addressed had we paid a little bit more attention to them um, are beyond our, uh, our, our ability to, to, to address. Sure. And I will go back even to an earlier um, point that I made. I think the same each one teach one philosophy if you're raising a child, I think you can teach the child to, you know, have some respect for the elders, definitely when you see them on the streets. Something as simple as, yes, ma'am, no, sir, no, ma'am. That goes a very, very long way. I think when you look at the school systems, I think maybe going back to, and I, I like using the word old school, going back to the old school um approach of bringing having field trips short field trips where they bring kids to do some volunteer work you know in maybe with in homes where we house the elderly or have them go to um 
even just people's homes and interact with them, sit and talk. Um, any settings where you can find people who are of age, bring the kids into it. And even as adults, I think, you know, we need to make more mention, uh, have some more topics of discussion that pertain to the elderly, um, have some maybe community activities. I know a sense of community is one of the things we talk about in psychology where we bring people together and you know, we have them interact with each other. That builds purpose, that builds the whole idea of love. I think if we can increase in-person interaction um, and ease up a little bit on the, the screen time, the social media stuff, and bring back meeting in, in, in people, again, I'm mindful of COVID, so we do it to the best of our preventative ability. I think that can that can help out some. When, when we were growing up, um, we used to go to school with our composition book, <laughs> and and we had it we had the times table at the back of the book and all that stuff. Little, little things like that we took for we, we we took for granted then, but they were very critical in 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 in, in our upbringing, and they were. and allow allow for for us. To, to have a, a greater appreciation for each other and just you know how 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 one and one make two nowadays with with a, with a cell phone you get everything you want on your cell phone instant, <laughs> instant. I, I like I like how you how you crystallize that in one word instant let me ask let me start asking some questions uh the first question here um my good friend Eddie Bruce out of um out of St. John, he asked me to ask a question. He said, good morning, if you have time, ask psychologist Ambrose, how many psychologists does the Department of Education have and what is the caseload for the three islands? Now, I don't know if you know that data, but, but are you working um, with, with, with our, um, our uh, important um, agency, the Department of Education, to make sure that um, we're contacting our, our young people? early on because we don't want to lose them man and and some of them you know some are living in in harsher situations than others and we can't assume that everybody's the same even though we want to respect everybody the same way everybody's situation is not the same doc i i agree and i wish i had knowledge on that i have no knowledge as to the numbers and with psychologists i can say this much though that i found out very quickly that i'm the only male licensed psychologist or just psychologist in general, on the island of St. Thomas. I'm coming from a place where I was surrounded by psychologists, males and females, mm -hmm. and non-binary psychologists as well. And I'm coming here, and I'm the only male. And I would I would very much welcome the idea of working with, I mean, to some extent, in the governmental capacity. I'm not saying I would become a politician by, by any means, but... I would welcome the idea of working with schools, um, government agencies. I think when I came down, I reached out, and I'm still awaiting a, a call to see how I can best serve in that in that capacity. I think a psychologist can... Uh, the good thing about being a psychologist is that you have knowledge of human behavior. Mm -hmm. um, you have knowledge of how systems work as well. Um, and I think being able to impart that that knowledge and skills, I think, can benefit almost any society. So I would welcome the idea with, of working with the school system here um, on capacity. One of my listeners, one of my avid listeners, uh, is the chairman of the WTJX uh, board, and he is a member of the Board of Education, Kaiser Calwood, so I know he's listening. So um, 
Kaiser Calwood, Dr. Calwood, by the way. Um, oh, yeah. I went to school. I went to school with, with Here uh, Dr. Calwood. Here we go. Here we go. This is a small world, my son. Well, well, yeah. well, well. This is a small world. Lewis Hill, Lewis Hill connection with your wife. No, 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 Kaiser Calwood. Well, well, well. Um, oh, please. Yeah, man. Very small. And uh, I'm sure he's listening and, and he could process that. Um, I'm sorry to say, but that's a sad commentary that you're the only psychologist on St. Thomas. Sorry. I, I gotta be no I'm serious. We we, we we are lacking in 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 many areas where technical professionalism is required. And mm-hmm. and, and we need to look you know, this if this conversation serves any purpose this morning, we need to look at our primary, secondary and tertiary needs comprehensively here in the Virgin Islands and go out of, go go out of our way. To fill those needs with the professionals that are required, Doc. I, I don't you think that every jurisdiction should be doing that? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, you know, I, this is a point I also wanted to raise too, and I'm glad that's that's a good segue for that. Um, I think one because we have to, you know, do the sandwich approach. You give them the good thing, you give them the middle, and then you you end with the good again. I think the good thing from the onset is. The U.S. Virgin Islands, St. Thomas in particular, has this remarkable ability at recruiting, bringing talent down. You know, the way it was pitched and all of that, that's, that's fabulous. I think one challenge that we have is keeping that talent. So after you recruit, you have to keep. Um, I see many young people, and I've met them in the States, who also attended UVA and then came after me, um, said they had no plans of returning because the job prospects was was not that bright and mm-hmm. there were many opportunities in the states or there were a few i know returned tried it out and then they moved back to the state we have to keep young talent the recruiting piece is excellent but so, we have to work on keeping that young talent because the increased need for mental health um is global it's not just relegated to the u.s virgin islands it's global but while we're here we have to try to keep that talent so we can grow the next generation. You you just touch on a on 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 a on a awesome point. Um and you know, one of my people them um um chimed in uh, as well. You are talking about sustainability, right? Yes. And that is an issue that is not just limit that 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 is so broad, right? Because it touches so many areas. We keep using this this term brain drain, right? Mm-hmm. But but the reality is you can fix a brain drain if you have the right structure in place. And oh. and 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 to me, we don't pay enough attention to structure. Mm-hmm. And and as a result of that, it comes back to haunt us. And this is a generational issue that we're talking about here this morning, Doc. Um you know, just to listen to you, to listen to you touch on something as real as Virgin Islanders getting educated here. The majority of us, we, we want to go to the States. Um, you know, a lot of us now are embracing UVI because UVI is a brilliant uh, institution of learning. Um, but, you know, for those of us who graduate, I'm a student of the 80s, 70s, 80s. When we graduate from high school, we got in States to school. You check, and mm-hmm. a, and a number of them, a number of my classmates. I maybe have four or five of my graduating class that live on St. Croix right now, if that. You check. Wow. Yeah, and we, we weren't a big school, but it's still only twenty five percent. 
it's still a bad, it's, it's, from a percentage standpoint, it's still a raw number, a small number. So um, you are touching on some things that we need to go out of our way to fix. And in order to do that, we need to address quality of life. And 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 and, and 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 not only in doing that, we have to accept the fact that everything we do is integrated, right? We we we're not isolated in what we do. Doc, talk a little bit about um, how naturally integrated everything is in what we do in life. In this in psychology, one of the um, views that we have is this whole idea of the the, the whole self. That encompasses the spiritual self, the physical self, the emotional self. Mm-hmm. We look at the whole person. And when you extend that view to society, it's the same thing. We look at all systems of society. We look at institutions, how they're interconnected. This whole idea of uh, the village and it takes a village to raise a child. Like all this is this still ring true even today. Um, it takes a city, it takes an entire uh, nation. Everything is interconnected. Um, I think if we have that approach, we realize that once one domino falls, it affects the other one, and that can create a, a chain effect. I think if we come together more and see the need for this interconnection and, and pull on these strings, I think you know, things can be much, much, much better. I think there's a lot of room for for growth. Again, I go back to this whole idea of socialization and um, connecting with people in a genuine way. I'm connecting with systems in a genuine way. And just to go back on the whole, on the whole, keeping this young, the idea of keeping this young talent. Um, I think when people go and we bring them back, um, we should put things in place so that they would be incentivized to to stay. We should put things in place to um, not only want them to stay, but advertise to their colleagues. Because I have several colleagues that I went to school for, and I, you know, I try to sell the Virgin Islands well, and it's paradise because it really is. And you know, they could come back, and I have a few of them entertaining. But I'm thinking, you know, if I'm asking them to come, I must have things in place or, or. career opportunities in place so that they could come and, you know, serve. One, so I think we everything is connected, like you said. One of the things, well, two things I want to mention before we go to the break. You know, I'm, I'm a sports junkie, and I like to read a lot. And I <laughs> I, I've, I, I kept reading where, where writers, you know, they would use this term, the sum of the parts equaling a great whole. Yes. Right? Just and, and, that's, and, and that's what you're talking about there, right? Yes. Right, that that, uh, that that's number one, and we could talk about that uh, when we come back because it's all about chemistry and it's all about role playing. Everybody can't have the same role. Everybody got different role, so that whatever you're working towards, that end game that you're working towards, um, it could be realized. And then secondly, um, and I'm 58, like I mentioned earlier, uh, we we mentioned about elders. We have to at our age accept the fact that we need to make room for these young people that we're talking about. Right, we can't be threatened by their excellence, right? And one of the problems that we've had in the territory, as we go to the break, is that there are there are those who who are elders, uh, our elders who were threatened by young people, by young talent. And to me, we're supposed to be uplifting the young talent, right, and not be threatened by what they could bring to the table, um, simply because in order for the for the process to work, 
right and the merry-go-round to have the right effect at some point you got to let them come on the merry-go-round we'll take a break we got dr ambrose joining us i'll let him respond to those uh two 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 um positions we'll be back right after this No, amiga, no puedo ir por la influenza. No te pierdas de disfrutar con los tuyos. La vacuna contra la influenza te protege a ti, a tus seres queridos y a tu comunidad. La vacuna es segura, eficaz y puedes ponértela al mismo tiempo que la vacuna del COVID-19 si tú quieres. No te conviertas en otro caso de la influenza. Vacúnate hoy. Para más información, visita punto vacunatecontralainfluenza.org. Presentado por AMA, CDC y el Art Council. Parent. Have you struggled with finding safe spaces for your children to meet up and learn through play and social interaction? Teen Time at the VI Children's Museum offers fun family learning for children ages 12 to 18 years old. A free program for all participants. For dates and information, 340-643-0366 or teentime at vichildrensmuseum.org. Great question, huh? That's a great question. And that's a great question. Wow, that's another great question. That's uh that's a great question. Oh, that's a great <laughs> that's a great question. That is a great question. What a great question. On fresh air, you'll hear unexpected questions and unexpected answers. Weekdays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJ FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. I'm Scott Tong from Public Radio's Midday News Magazine, Here and Now. We bring you all the news that happens between the morning headlines and the afternoon wrap-up. Plus, conversations with authors and artists, stories that affect you, maybe a story about you. So join us for NPR's Midday News Magazine, Here and Now. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 5 p.m. Right here on WTJX FM 93.1. And we're back here uh, on Analyze This, and I got a great conversation going on. Thank you, Zoe Zimet, for hooking me up with this conversation uh, with uh, uh, Dr. Ambrose, a, a psychologist here uh, on uh, St. Thomas in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Uh, great discussion, and um, he liked to use the term old-fashioned. Um, but check this out. Old-fashioned is always in fashion, Dr. Ambrose. I always remember that, okay? So, so, so don't so, so don't feel any way. In fashion is what we're talking about. Um, before you respond to the, the some of the parts e- e- uh, equal in the whole and 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 uh, us making room for for young people, uh, one of my listeners chimed in. They were listening to the conversation. He said he was in Charlotte last week. He said last week at my training class in Charlotte, I said good wow. morning to the class, and the only person who reciprocated was a black guy from Sierra Leone. Wow. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. That's one of the things I had to learn when I went to college in 82, right? In 1982, I went to State University of New York in Old Westbury. And telling people good morning, man, look, that, that was a humbling experience. Guy. Like, like, who are you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, but, you know, and then I came back home 
And then I always I had to remember, yo, don't give up. Don't ever give up that that etiquette that uh that you raise up with because uh um it goes a long way. But um, you know, little things like that, um you could strike up friendships from people telling you good morning. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know about that. You've been around. Yeah. Oh yes, oh yes. I mean, I, the whole. I think the extending common greetings uh, seems to have been going down the the drain a little. The further we get into into life, um, back then it was a given. I mean, luckily in the Virgin Islands, people still do it. But you're right in, in state side. You say that and you get that cold shoulder. But going back to your two earlier points of. The whole idea of the holy greater than the sum of the parts is attributed to, I think, the philosopher Aristotle and Gestalt psychology, a school of thought of psychology, one of the oldest schools, um, took it on. Um, it basically looks at the whole concept of human beings um, and seeing them connected, as you said, and looking at how the mind and behavior is all connected into one thing. If you think of having a million parts together, even like for a car, they can't do anything by themselves, but mm-hmm. you put them together to get the engine running and you get a car and it, it's moving. Same thing for parts of society and the human. When you look at different aspects of human functioning and you um, work in tandem with all of them and you have um, people addressing each area they connect with each other. Um, you have health. You have good health. Same thing for society again. Um, when people um, collaborate and collaborate genuinely without much self-interest, um, with the greater good in mind, you you get better results. You, you truly get. Now, you mentioned also the idea of making room for, for younger talent. Yeah. Um, it's, I've seen it there. I've seen it on in stateside too. Um, for some reason, the many people of the older generation, um, they have a way of thinking that my way or the highway. Yeah. Or we've been doing this thing for twenty years. This one particular time, it's been working for us. Um, who are you to come and, and introduce new ideas? But as the world evolves, um, it demands new ideas. It demands new ways of approaching things. And new ways often come from younger younger people. They see the world in ways that we might have been jaded to. Um, they see the world in with fresh eyes, so to speak. And I think room must always be made to listen to the ideas. I'm still of the belief that you can learn a lot from little, little kids, even little toddlers, the way they look at the world. It's, it's still mind-blowing because they have this sort of innocent... Um, view of things, and it's always refreshing to welcome that experience. That's a that's a that's an excellent point. By the way, one of my callers want to know: you know Max Hillier? No, not quite. Yeah, one they want to know if you know Max Hillier. He was a uh, at CVI. That's before he was UVI, and at Morgan State, and he's a professor uh, of of uh, poly science from uh, Dominica. So they were asking oh. if, if you know if you've heard of Max Hillier. Uh, I know that name. Uh, he apparently he graduated from, he graduated from high school here. In Charlottesville, went for you graduated from um, from high school, so, and and you know something, I, I want to touch on this. The 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 Virgin Islands is very unique, right? Where we are a, a true melting pot of the Caribbean, right? Mm-hmm. And um um, you know we 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 had a a population tripling, 
over a 20-year period from 33,000 to 99,000. I, I, I always reference this because I want that to be um, foundationally ingrained uh, in, in my audience so they could understand what we went through between 1960 and, and 1980. And, and now with the most recent census, 40 years later in 2020, um, our population has decreased from wow. 106,000 in 2010. And that's, a ten, that's the same 10-year period that you were away. So maybe you were the one who, 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 who took the population with you and didn't bring it back. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but the population dropped from 106,000 to 87,000. Now, I believe the number is a little bit bigger, bigger than that because um, we missed some people during the, the COVID year because 2020 was a big COVID year, and that's just the realities. Uh -huh. But um, that, 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 to me, is, is staggering, Doc. You know, and these are the things that I think we need to pay a little bit more attention to because, um, yes, you, 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 on one hand, you're looking, well, we don't have much people to take care of. But then on the other hand is, well, we need a, a stronger workforce. We got needs that, yeah. uh, that, 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 that those 19, 20,000 people may have provided. And that's why we only have one psychologist on St. Thomas right now. Things of that nature. So talk a little bit about cause and effect, if you will. Sure thing. Um, you raise a, another very interesting point. Uh, I've never, I'm now hearing of these numbers, the 106 to 87. That, that's a that's a significant reduction in in, in population over a 10 year period. Correct. Oh, yes, that's that's no, it's staggering, like mm -hmm. you said. And the majority, the majority of that happened over a three four year period after the hurricanes. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that, that's mind blowing. So we're losing people. And I know you can attribute some of that to, to, to death, but death can only account for, you know, limited amount of numbers. Mm -hmm. um, any people, again, they go and they just don't come back. They move with their families with no intention of even coming back. And it, it takes a lot to even convince them to come back to the Virgin Islands. Or some people, they go with the intention of coming back and, you know, they, they, they get lost because other opportunities present themselves. And, um, with with younger people, it it becomes even more difficult to uh, sway them away from the glamorous opportunities or the seemingly brighter opportunities in the states because uh, they go they get paid very very well for their for their their work um, and they're getting other incentives and they they build friendships over there and they end up staying and we lose some of that. Um, talent which as you hinted to can contribute to that that workforce that we need there's a great need again you raise a very important point there's a need for it but need only goes so far when we when we realize that we have a need the question we should ask is how are we going to fulfill that and mm -hmm. how are we going to commit to fulfilling that and and, and and in principle you should want to fulfill that from within now in some instances some instances you're going to have to go outside because you just don't have it uh, locally but the best way um, to fill that is from from within because the cultural aspect of of, of people um, has to be factored in and everything. Uh, some people might want to move here because they love the weather, but they can't deal with the people because they ain't used to it. Not not that they don't like the people; they're just not culturally acclimating um, as comfortably as they would want to. That's another dynamic as well. Very 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 true. I mean, you we can never underestimate the impact of of culture on on the human condition and and how we interact with people. Uh, that's a very, very good point. Now, you said that you're a music man. 
You like music, right? I do. You, you said that earlier, right? And and um, me and my, my DJ, he's from Dominica as well. Actually, two of you not only have the same kind of accent, I got it. The voice, there's a, there's a striking resemblance in the voice. So last week, we had a show. Uh, we do a, a bush tea. We do a bush tea show like every Wednesday or Thursday. We talk about and 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 culture really is starting to to dominate the bush tea discussion, which it should because bush tea is a cultural thing for us as a people here uh, uh, in the region. You say you like music. You know about Gramax and Exile One. You know about you know about them two big bands out of Dominica. Eh? Of course, of course. Eh? Uh, Jeff Drew was one of the lead singers for Gramax. He passed away some years ago. And Exile One was, you know, one of the pioneering uh, musical forces back in the day for Karas music and all of that. I'm, I'm yeah. Very familiar with them. So, so we had a commercial here. I was either last year or year before, and um, Medije were telling me about Compa. I think I think that's the way you pronounce it, Compa. Because um, I, all of us, we know Kadans, but. But um, bam, bam, bam. We we know that basic dance beat, but he was telling me no, it got different, it got different variations of it. So um, talk about how music could soothe the mind and help a lot of people, and actually it provides that relief when people struggling. They put on some music, some good jazz, some good reggae music, and blues or, or love songs, and they're feeling good again. Of course, of course. Um, in the area of mental health, you can actually get certification in um, music therapy. They are music therapists. That, that's all they do. They, wow. they people using music. And you can go get certifications for that. I had the wonderful opportunity to um, attend some of the workshop sessions that was early on in my training in Nashville, Tennessee. And um, it was it was very fantastic. You can use music almost in the same way that one uses alcohol to cope, which is not a healthy way to cope, by the way. <laughs> I, I like the proviso I like the proviso that you put in on that one <laughs> I like the caveat by the way um, are you more country music inclined now having been in Nashville because uh, that that is that is the home you know yeah there's no doubt it, it, it grew on me while I while I lived there um, I, I didn't pay much attention to it I mean I grew up listening to some on a Sunday my grandparents would play some of, of the old school country mm -hmm. um, music, but um, it grew on me once I got to Nashville. But you're right, music can it's used as a way to cope. I often tell people when you feel down and out, listen to something inspirational, listen to something uplifting. And there's, I mean, many, many genres of music that one can tune into to help boost your mood, to uplift your, your, your spirits. No, you know... And, this time of year, we play a lot of Kuelbe music. And you know Kuelbe music is beautiful music. That's, oh, yeah. re that's real scratch band music. You could, get oh, yeah. you could get a biscuit pan and a stick, and the next thing you know, you're striking up music, Kuelbe music. Mm -hmm. that, that's, how, that's how beautiful it is. And it actually, it actually is, is kind of like the country music because, you know, we dance quadrille and all that stuff with the Kuelbe music. Um, so there are a lot of similarities in literally every aspect of life, Dr. Dr. Yeah. Ambrose. Yes, yes, yes. Very, 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 very true. And music, the wonderful, beautiful thing of music is that it can connect us. Um, most times people go to parties, you'll find drinks, you'll find food, but you will almost always find some music. People can connect on that, on that level. Um, and even during the Christmas, one of the reasons people love the, the Christmas holidays or the Christmas season so much is the Christmas music. Um, it brings some type of of, of spirit and warmth into the room when you hear, you know, nice 
Christmas music playing of all genres. Quelby Christmas music too is fantastic. I was just playing some in the car coming home this morning. Yeah, that's awesome. Let me ask this. It's a curiosity question. What is patois? Define patois for the people them here who are listening. At Mexico. We've been hearing it. What is patois from your perspective, Dr. Ambrose? So it's the second language that we speak um, in, in Dominica. It's French, otherwise known as French Creole. It's a combination of um, authentic French mixed in with some English. Um, the people in St. Lucia speak um, patois to a French Creole. Um, there's some variations of it that exist in Jamaica, even Trinidad. But the true French patois Creole, um, you can find in islands like Dominica, St. Lucia, Guadeloupe. Martinique. Martinique. Yeah. Yes. Wow, wow, that's like because when are you when are you there in in full flight talking that patois? We we'll just go sit down and listen because we don't understand one lick of what you're saying. <laughs> it's, but it's sweet, it's sweet to hear to hear you talking. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Oh yeah, Be, because because it's it's like us, you know. We we, we speak we they have different versions of of Caribbean English, right? To hear a, to to hear a Crucian speak a Saint-Tobian, a Jamaican. A treaty. It's it, 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 it's English, but there's a dialect involved in it, and it, it makes it unique. Definitely, definitely. Good. All wonderful accents across the Caribbean, without a doubt. Um, hold on, let me make sure I get this get this uh, correct. Um, Doctor, hold on there. I'm gonna wait. Doctor Darren K G Ambrose, thank you very much yeah. for joining me this morning. It was an awesome conversation here and analyze this. And I know the audience definitely appreciated having you on and just breaking things down and keeping it simple. I like that. Sure thing, sure thing. Um, and if they're interested in um, finding me, uh, you can find me. I'm currently work at Synergy Fitness and Wellness Center. That's in Red Hook. Okay. Um, at East End Plaza, directly opposite from the Red Hook Ferry. Um, you can call the office at 340-714-2348 and... Um, you can meet me there and we can get to know each other and hopefully start feeling better. I also offer um, locum tenens coverage for psychology at the hospital at Snyder when needed. So that's an, another place too. But I'm primarily at Synergy Fitness and Wellness. Synergy right? Fitness and Wellness and the Snyder Hospital. The name is Darren, uh, Dr. Darren K.G. Ambrose, clinical psychologist, the only one on St. Thomas uh, right now. Thank you very much, sir, for joining us this morning. Appreciate appreciate having you on. Enjoy this conversation today. You got to keep listening to, 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 to NPR. It's a good thing. Oh, appreciate that. Oh. <laughs> good. Thanks a lot, Dwayne Henry. And thank you, Dr. Ambrose. Be good. Be safe. Be back tomorrow. Another great edition of Analyze This. Talk to you then. Bye-bye. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. You know exactly how you take your morning coffee. Knowing where to get news you can rely on is just as simple. Listen to Morning Edition from NPR News every weekday. From 6 to 8 a.m. here on WTJX FM 93.1. Your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. You can also listen on demand via the WTJX app, available for download from the App Store in Google Play.
So I spent the past year trying to figure out what news design for 21st century humans might look like. One of the things that really stuck with me was that we now know that humans actually need hope to get up in the morning. And I don't think as a journalist, I ever thought about it that way. We're always looking for new and better ways to understand the world we live in. That's On Point with me, Meghna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands.